Olympic Moments 2021. Let's visit a few. Hi, I'm Ira Joe Fisher in the training room. The 2020 Tokyo Summer Olympics were delayed a year because, of course, of the COVID pandemic. Well, this year's Olympics will be remembered for inspiring stories they always are. Let's examine a few. There's Ahmed Hafnoi, the Tunisian swimmer who entered the finals of the 400-meter freestyle as an afterthought. He had barely even qualified for the event. Hafnoi had the slowest qualifying time of any of the eight finalists, so not much was expected of the 18-year-old as he entered the pool in obscure lane number eight. Minutes later, Hafnui riveted the world's eyes on lane eight as he outswam every other competitor to win the gold. Hafnui screamed and pumped his fists in jubilation as the cameras circled around him. What did he say? Oh, it's a dream that became true. Then there's Tahani Al-Katani, a Saudi Arabian judo athlete competing against her Israeli opponent, Raz Hershko, in the over 78 kilogram women's category. There was mounting pressure to follow two Muslim athletes who had boycotted their bouts against Israeli athletes earlier in these Olympic Games. Well, at the end of the bout, Al-Katani and Hershko clasped each other's hands and raised them in the air in solidarity. The earlier withdrawals of two other martial arts competitors left a question mark on the likelihood of the fight between Al-Katani and Hershko. But the bout took place on schedule. Hershko won the fight with a knockout blow in 1 minute 44 seconds. At the end of the fight, the two athletes bowed to one another and then shook hands after which Hershko lifted Al-Katani's hand in the air. Hitalyn Diaz became the first Olympic gold medalist from the Philippines. She won the women's 55-kilogram category weightlifting to end China's bid for perfection in the Tokyo Games. In her fourth Olympics, Diaz overtook Liao Qiun of China on her last lift in the clean and jerk to win with a total 224 kilograms, one greater than Liao. The Philippines has competed in every edition of the Summer Olympics since 1924, except for the boycott of the Moscow Games in 1980. They've won three silver and seven bronze medals before Diaz win. She won a silver medal in 2016. She had to overcome obstacles to find glory, at one stage, when her gym was closed during lockdown, Diaz trained with large water bottles attached to a bamboo pole, holding the weight above her head and squatting to strengthen her core. Her background is humble. Diaz has sacrificed a great deal to write herself into the Olympic history books. She's the daughter of a tricycle driver in a poor village near Zamboanga and she has not seen her family since December of 2019. Sometimes it gets difficult for even lightly populated countries to produce world-class athletes, but that is not the case with Bermuda, population 64,000. Flora Duffy made history by making Bermuda the least populated country ever to win a gold medal. Duffy defeated Georgia Taylor Brown of Great Britain, 
and Katie Zaferis of the United States in the women's triathlon to win the first ever gold medal and overall second medal on the biggest stage. In 2018, Duffy was appointed as an officer of the Order of the British Empire for services to sports in Bermuda. The 33-year-old was also the only athlete in world triathlon history to post the fastest swim, run, and bicycle portions in the same race. How about Owen Wright? He represents Australia in surfing, one of the new sports this year in Tokyo. Well, now, I know very little about surfing. Okay, okay, I know nothing about surfing, but I do know the lyrics of all the Beach Boys songs, and I don't even understand what the ultimate goal is other than remembering that the Beach Boys assured you that when you catch a wave, you'll be sitting on top of the world. But watching Owen Wright, Australia's first surfing medalist, I wanted to hang ten because I was amazed by Owen's accomplishment. Inspirational? (laughs) Owen has definitely earned that adjective. He had to learn, relearn, how to walk, how to surf, after a horrible brain injury just six years ago. Then there's Bobby Fink, the American freestyle swimmer. Two gold medals, one in the 800 meter and one in the 1500 meter. Bobby was as surprised as anybody. I didn't know I had these swims in me, the smiling Fink said, when I noticed during the 800 prelims that I was still with the guys. I was just trying to ride the wave and have fun. Riding the wave made Fink one of the surprises of the games. His winning time in the 1500 on Sunday was 9.05 seconds faster than his top time this year. Dave Durton and Greg Behan, the men's and women's coaches of the United States team, were asked afterward if they knew Fink was capable of speeds like this. They threw up their hands and laughed. Fink became the first American to win gold in the men's 1500 since Michael O'Brien in 1984. He hopes his performance will spark more interest in the event. A grueling marathon in a sport where sprinters are often the stars here in the United States. Distance swimming within the U.S. has been relatively weak for the past five years, Fink said. I hope a lot of younger kids get inspired and come up here and kick some butt too. Those are the words of Mr. Fink. After his victory on Sunday, Fink said that it had felt hard in the opening laps of the race to stay with the head pack. But once he saw that he was indeed able to keep up with the leaders, Germany's Florian Welbrock and Mikhailo Romanchuk of Ukraine, he found his confidence. These inspirational stories are just a sampling of the many challenges that separate the greats from the rest of the pack. They make me recall the words of the great American track and field athlete, Jesse Owens. Remember the history of the 1936 Olympics? Jesse Owens said, We all have dreams, but in order to make dreams come into reality, it takes an awful lot of determination, dedication, self-discipline, and effort. Yes, it does, Jesse, and thank you so much. And thank you all, athletes. In the training room, I'm Ira Joe Fisher.